Hey friends, I'm Ashley. Hey you guys, I'm Lainey. And this is Haunted Real Estate. So, the Christmas season is upon us. Is it? It is. It's springtime. No, we had horrible, (laughs) typical winter weather here in Texas slash the Houston area. December is like our rainy season, so it's annoying because it's like chilly, not freezing, but like chilly and then rainy. So, it's just like, which, you know, if if you're inside curled up, that's great. But if you like are out and you work... It's not great because it's just like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so gray. Well, I leave in the morning with like a sweater and boots on because it's cold. And then by the afternoon, I'm sweating my tits off. <laughs> I know. It's a it's a weird season. I did that the other day. Like it was freezing in the morning. So I was wearing like my, my fugs. And then at work, I didn't wear socks with them, which was so stupid. And then my feet were so hot so then I'm like sitting at my gonna say smelly (laughs) no 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 they weren't they actually weren't smelly I actually smelt my feet you smelled your feet I did smell my feet at my desk because I was like hang on I can't take these off if my feet smell sorry I know that's gross but like I'm really I'm really paranoid about ever smelling so I had to smell but then I'm sitting there like barefoot at my desk I can't walk around barefoot if it's not my house like I'm never ever comfortable doing that but I had to take my shoes off because I was like damn it why didn't you wear socks Ashley but I didn't and it was stupid and actually it stained my toes black and I couldn't get it off with regular soap so I had to pumice my feet to get it off so anyway well oh. that's, that's what you deserve uh, for that whole story you just told so all new skin on my feet that's great Woo, fresh skin honestly it usually is because I pumice all the time because I hate dead skin I hate like if it starts to get like that slight white look, it's off. My skin's always fresh. It's always new skin that you're seeing. I exfoliate all the time. I really do. Like my whole body, I exfoliate because I feel like I always, I don't know. I've got to help my the skin process off myself. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Fun facts about me. So shifting back to Christmas, what's your favorite <laughs> childhood? From skin to Christmas. From skin to Christmas. What's your favorite childhood Christmas memory? Dang it, you did this to me for Halloween. Oh, pause. Um, r- while you, let me let you think about that. And let me just tell our listeners that we recorded Krampus Thanksgiving night, okay? And now it is November 30th. Because let me tell you what happened. My family... Me, Casey, and the kids, we went on a ghost tour, and then we decided to hang around the manger for a while, and I seriously think we did bring a ghost home, because a few weird things happened. So, first off, Thanksgiving night, Lainey and I recorded on our roadcaster, like we always do, and if you've never used the roadcaster, okay, you have to put a memory chip in it if it's not hooked up to a computer or something, or else it has nothing to record on. So, I put the memory chip in it, and then the light of the record button turns green, so it goes from blue to green and then when you hit the record button it turns red okay and then Lainey and I because I had a cough that night I had to hit the pause button or I hit record which stops it and then have some tea and then I'd hit record and we'd go again and then by
by the end of the evening when we were done recording, I put the recording into the computer and there should have been five recordings and there were none. And it said the last recordings were from 11, 12. And I was like, what? 11, 12. What the heck? Like, <laughs> how did none of the recordings from tonight record? And it like, and there's a way in the roadcaster to look at your recordings and Lainey and I test our audio and we're like, okay, good. Sounds, the microphones make sense. Great. So it had recorded and we heard that it recorded. We heard our voices and we saw the light going red and there were no recordings. That was weird. And then the next night, my daughter woke up asleep on on the rocking chair in the living room and was like I, I forgot she said that yeah she was like I remember coming out here but I don't know why or falling asleep like she was so confused when she woke up and I was like okay that's super creepy that one for me was really hard to dismiss and then my son was going to bed and I'm really sensitive to this stuff because I just watch too many horror movies honestly not because I have like super you know like heightened senses or anything like that I'm not special in that way but when well also Reagan could be a sleepwalker like I was as a kid she could be she, she could have sleptwalk but but she hasn't sorry continue your story because it's a lot of things all at the same time she hasn't up to this point and that's yeah, where I'm that's like a little weird. that's weird and then the boy calls me into his room at like 11 o'clock the other night and was like mom I heard a really weird sound can you just sit in here with me for a minute I'm like what did you hear and he said it sounded like somebody had like a laundry basket and was pushing it on the floor which is kind of like a weird like almost scratching sound that's a very distinct sound I know exactly what that sounds like exactly and I'm like that really creeped me out because both my kids are pretty brave like they sleep with the door closed lights off like we we don't have issues of them coming in like saying they're scared like maybe when they were toddlers but they're 10 and 13 now and that just hasn't happened in years and so I literally was like you know what Jack I'm okay if you actually want to go sleep in my room tonight which again I never invite that either because I just don't think it's a good habit but come sleep in my room tonight and then the next day like I walked around with my Palo Santo because I love Palo Santo and I was like Jack let's just say prayers together and we did and he was like (laughs) he was praying for you know God is allowed in this room and nothing bad is allowed in here and so like we were saying our prayers and nothing we've been good since hopefully I didn't just jinx oh, us good. but we walked around. I opened up his window too and did a lot of Palo Santo and said a lot of prayers and I you know anything that is in here that is you know negative or to harm our family like you're not welcome here you know God bless this room so I don't know I felt like I felt better after that and the kids nothing weird things haven't happened since then but and we have five dogs which does make me feel better yeah I'm like one of you you did not tell me about the Jack thing though that is a little creepy no that really yeah. when he said it it creeped me out and I was like you know what come sleep in my room and he was like mom you're the best I was like I I hated being scared like that as a kid. And we were never, and, and I don't blame our parents. That's why I am the way I am. Like, we were never allowed to go sleep with them in bed. And so I don't. Oh my gosh, I was such a titty baby child. I would tell mom and dad, they were divorced at this time. They they were divorced by the time I was three. So I would tell both parents either, either time I went, at, at least until seven, that I had nightmares that I didn't have because I wanted to sleep with my parents and they would let me. That's hilarious if I had a nightmare so we used to have this study right outside of our parents bedroom they would tell me I could sleep in the study they would say go to the couch in the study that's all I ever got I never got to sleep with them that's so no I never 
actually like slept in bed with mom but she would let me sleep like next to her on the floor oh okay (laughs) and then dad i would go in his bed i like yeah once they got divorced dad Dad, i think was yeah i think dad was more okay with that i remember i can't remember the circumstances but i do remember sometimes sleeping in dad's water bed fucking water bed i remember that too yeah that's the only bed i ever remember sleeping in um that water bed in the neighbor's water bed that we always pet sat for you remember the don't the, don't name their names that, i'm not but we could never find that stupid little wiener dog yes yes and okay somehow end up on the bed like and then floating around in an ocean floating around on the water bed. such a wiggly bed anyways that's funny water beds i'm glad they're expired they're so weird they're like so the fact weird. that like if i were to because i'm a like a tosser sometimes and a turner like to think that the bed would be like like i was swimming in it like casey would be so annoyed with me i would be annoyed too and also you have back problems so like you need the support so that just sounds like it would hurt your body after a couple years yeah or a a couple nights i mean i will say the only thing i liked about a water bed is that they were cooler in temperature than true and i do get really hot at night so anyway all right let's move on to our story we've chatted a lot so are you gonna tell me anything about a childhood memory or are we just gonna gloss past it (laughs) oh i feel like i talked about many Childhood memories um, that had nothing to do with Christmas. Give me your favorite Christmas memory. Christmas. Okay, so I don't know if it's my favorite. I can't really think of my favorite. But I remember one year, this is not my favorite year. One year, you and a couple of our other sisters got a leather jacket and Doc Martens. And I did not. <sighs> I was upset for 365 days until the next Christmas and dad got me a leather jacket and knockoff Doc Martens and a laptop. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. So that, that was fun. I remember being like, yes, I finally have it. And then that look was kind of out and y'all didn't wear yours. So I was like, oh, that's really funny. <laughs> that's so typical. No better than hand-me-downs. Yeah. Aw, I'm sorry. Um, Okay, I love the laptop. What's my favorite Christmas memory? Oh, I remember. I think. Well, this is my though. This is the first one that came to my mind. So it's the one I'm gonna say. Oddly enough, I actually didn't think about my favorite Christmas memory even when I decided to ask you. I think it was the one where I got a boombox. I was so excited for my boombox and listening to yes. Backstreet Boys and Winona Judd and Tim McGraw and like all the most random. I, and I still have the most random taste in music, but it was a bunch of really random cds that i was like so into that's awesome one of my favorite gifts mom ever gave me was a bag of the latest cds and it was destiny's child and 98 degrees oh my gosh i loved it all that's really funny yeah um that's that's precious so precious also i know we need to move on to krampus but spit it out (laughs) i had a total brain fart okay because your mouth stayed open and i was like what is that she freeze (laughs) She's yawning. (laughs) Okay. I was thinking of Gilmore Girls. Okay, so jumping into the episode, what do you know about Krampus? Pretending like we didn't record this the other day. That he is the opposite of Santa Claus. Yes. And he takes the naughty boys and girls. Instead of Cole, you get Krampus. 
That's Krampus' story. Okay. So did you watch the movie, Krampus? I think so. Oh, yeah. I think you've seen it once, like a long time ago. If you haven't seen it, I found it entertaining. It's a dark comedy, but we made our foreign exchange student, Fonda, hey, Fonda, watch it with us last year. But yes, uh, he's basically anti-Santa, Santa's counterpart, if you will. So first, let's talk about what Krampus is. So the word Krampus comes from the word Krampin, which means lifeless or dried out. Not Menzies. No, not Menzies. <laughs> I'm Krampin. <laughs> uh, and that's K-R-A-M-P-N. So yeah, I think the word, I think maybe lifeless makes more sense than dried out, but whatever. Or pros- possibly that the word. so gross. Yeah, I don't know. Dried out is just, I don't really think it applies as much to Krampin well, or Krampus. Considering not I just referred as Menzies, now I'm thinking of dried out. That just sounds gross. Oh, I'm sorry. That is kind of gross. Thank you. Or possibly comes from the word Kraula. And again, a a lot of these are German, Austrian pronunciations. So I pre-apologize for any mispronunciation. Uh, Kraula, but that's K-R-A-L-L-E, which means claw. So I'm also not positive, like I said, that I'm pronouncing any of those correctly. So Krampus is actually a species of monster rather than an actual name for one creature. So Santa Claus is a person. St. Nicholas is a person. But Krampus is supposed to be a species and he's not really referred to as a species. We typically talk about him like he's one person, which I found interesting and kind of confusing because it kind of goes against what I've understood of Krampus. But the legend didn't start here in America. It started uh, over in the Alpines region of Europe. So we're talking like Austria or Bavaria type areas. Okay which are, they're culturally very similar. Um, and it's believed that it derived from pagan folklore as a wit, a, a ritual, sorry, a ritual for winter solstice. Uh, Prenuptial agreement. What is that from? I, oh my gosh, I was hoping you would, I know it's Jim Carrey. I know it's Jim I'm Carrey pretty, too. It's, it's Liar Liar. Okay, okay. I, I heard it that. and Jim Carrey was saying it in my head, but I was like, I can't even think what that's from. <laughs> So the look of Krampus was likely a cross between the Catholic version of the devil and the pagan or Greek mythological figure of Pan. So if you don't know what Pan looks like, who is probably less familiar to you, um, you probably have seen him. So he's a goat-legged god with a tail who loved nature. He has horns with a torso of a man. So if you look at both of those figures, you'll find Krampus somewhere in in the middle. Except, well, I guess I don't know how tall the Catholic version of the devil would be be, but Krampus would stand about three sizes taller than an adult's body. So Krampus stands on two legs with hooves and with horns coming out of his skull and a freakishly long tongue. That's usually what's pretty, I I don't want to say iconic, like the horns, the fur, like all of that's pretty iconic with Krampus, but like also the long tongue. Bloodshot eyes. I'm sorry. What? I just feel like that's a classic like satanic little devil. Like if you think of Fireball, have you ever seen their logo? Mm. That kind of, that could be Krampus. Okay. No. I'll have to look at it. I don't know what you're talking about. So he also accessorizes with chains and a cowbell because you need more cowbell. Um, yeah. He's often not without his switch, which is usually made out of birch, to beat the children with. So if you go to Austria or Bavaria, you will see multiple Krampuses walking around with St. Nicholas. So if you're a good little boy or girl, you get St. Nicholas and you'll get presents because uh, that's what St. Nicholas typically brings. If you've been back, in the Alpines region, you get Krampus, and they're a vicious creature. Uh, Krampus would beat and kidnap children, so he was probably created to scare children into mining their manners, which I think is interesting.
shocking that they created a character just for this because for us in America, we only have Santa who either brings you presents because you're good or he brings you coal because you're bad. But like we don't have somebody else that you have to deal with if you've been bad. Yeah, it's like God and the devil. But also you said Krampus was a species. So multiple Krampuses. That is different than Santa Claus because he, you know, goes to everyone's house all in one night magically for Christmas. Yeah, it's like Krampus is almost kind of like a werewolf type creature. You know, there's not just there's not just one of them, but they they're all pretty dangerous and bad. So Krampuses are making mating with other Krampuses to make baby Krampuses to carry on the Krampus legend. Possibly, I hadn't thought about how they procreate other Krampuses because I think of Krampus as a dude. Yeah, I think of him as a dude too. But if yeah, if it's a species, then this is a whole other topic we're talking about. Maybe Krampus is asexual. I mean, I don't know how he procreates. Maybe it's mm. like a plant situation and it's like a pollen. Or maybe Krampus lays eggs. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe Krampus lays eggs. Who knows? I like that thought. I mean, I know that there's still supposed to be a male involved in those situations, but to fertilize it. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe Krampus all has, right. has all the parts to procreate itself who knows um, Ew, that's so weird continue <laughs> but it's really interesting learning how different cultures kind of have these different characters because santa to me is like man we really coddle our kids and being like look even if you're bad you just won't get presents you'll get coal but if you go to the alpines they're like no krampus will fucking kidnap you take you to hell and torture you so act right that's different yeah that's 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 very drastic yeah so there's a lot of debate about how far back the legend of krampus goes uh he was really popularized around the 1880s but according to smithsonian magazine they said that the catholic church actually banned krampus in the 12th century so is he that old? Is he 12th century old? Is he like 900 plus years old? I mean, how old is Santa Claus? Uh, that goes back to no. St. Nicholas around. So I'm actually about to talk about that. So give well, me, give me a second. Just with all of the things like the tooth fairy, the Easter bunny, like they all go so far back. That's I mean, I don't know how far back the Easter bunny goes. That doesn't seem like that can be that old. But St. Nicholas. Be at least a thousand years old. Saint, it's not hundreds. You think the Easter bunny is a thousand years old? I have to assume. I'm not religious, so I don't know. I'm going to look this up Easter, right now. I feel like Easter is BC. I don't <laughs> Well, Easter is old, obviously, because that comes with the coming of Jesus. The Easter bunny came with it. So that's got to be almost ancient. Almost But the Easter bunny didn't come with Jesus. There wasn't like a Easter bunny. Okay. Uh, Okay. The earliest reference to the Easter bunny dates back to before the 17th century. So, oh, again, the Germanic people of Europe introduced... Okay, Osterhase is how I'm going to pronounce it. Between the 16 and 1700s. So it's been around okay. for a few hundred years at least. All right, all right. But not, so not quite. But <laughs> he didn't come with Jesus? He wasn't hand in hand with Jesus walking out of the cave being like, what's up? We're back. No, Easter Bunny is not that old. This is my pet. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. So yeah, Smithsonian Magazine said that Krampus was banned back in the 12th century and they actually banished any Krampus celebration because of his resemblance to the devil. So in the 1880s, postcards were popularized and Krampus made his big debut and the legend began to spread far and wide outside the Alpines. But the creature does need to be looked at as the antithesis to St. Nicholas. St. Nicholas derived in the year, around the year 343. 
43. He was the Catholic bishop. So long ago. 343? That is way longer ago. Yeah. My gosh. That's almost like our old area code. 373? That wasn't our area code. That was the first three digits of our phone number. (laughs) That was before 281 was a problem. The 713. And 832. Three, one, four, or whatever the fuck. I freaking hate that. I know. know. I'm not ready for four. I still lived in the age that we didn't have to have a zip code. And now we have to have a zip code. Now we have four. This is so ridiculous. People have too many phones. Okay. Uh, So St. Nicholas derived around year 343 as, like I said, the Catholic bishop. He was known for his gift giving. He was the inspiration behind Santa Claus coming from, I assume the word, Nicholas Colossus. And for hundreds, Nicholas. Coloss, and he sent a coloss uh, instead of Santa, or I'm sorry, sorry, instead of Saint, it was Santa Coloss. Coloss, instead of Santa. Not Santa, an angel Santa here. Fucking Santa. So for hundreds of years, Krampus has been in tow with Saint Nicholas all over Europe. So they come together, except when you see them together, it's Saint Nicholas. And then with like a whole crew of Krampus Holding the beer bong. No. For Krampus. No. <laughs> but they're basically good and evil coming hand in hand. So the legend yeah. goes that on December 5th, the day before the Feast of St. Nicholas, Krampus will begin his reign of terror. December 6th is technically the day of St. Nicholas where children would receive gifts in their boots. Kind of like we do in our stockings, but it's December 25th. I would be so weirded out if someone put a gift in my boot. You'd be weird to doubt it weirded out oh we i thought you said i'd be weird to doubt it <laughs> uh yeah well maybe but yeah we, but that's so cute i love that thought i love the simplicity of where like santa originates from it's just cute story it is cute so on december 5th you're like really holding your breath hoping that krampus is not coming for you so one of several krampuses could be coming for you. You don't know. The Krampi. And this is actually called Krampusnacht. Krampusnacht? Krampusnacht. Is that a is that a herd of Krampuses? No. Krampusnacht is Krampus Night. And again, if I mispronounce that, please, please forgive me. Do we have a Krampus Day? I don't know how to say that. <laughs> okay. I didn't learn the word for day. I only learned knocked for night. Come on now. This, I'm sure it's not. We'll have to look it up, okay? We're going to offend all the Germans, and no one's ever, Germany's not going to listen to us. So Krampus, even though he Krampus knocked is really like the night he's supposed to come out, he can come anytime up to Christmas Eve, according to some legends. So if you get skipped on the 5th, don't assume that he forgot about your bad behavior, because... So if you did even the tiniest of things, like took a shirt from your sister without asking, and wow, you were on the Krampus clearly speaking list, about yourself. Okay. And, then, and then you have to, so he's not going to come that night, but you have to like wait in anticipation for him to come other nights. Yeah, you better sit on the edge. So you don't just be like, like have a whole window. December 6th, don't be like, phew, that's great. I'm good. Hold your breath still because he could still be coming for you. He just, again, but it's Gosh. like multiple. My thought when I was doing this was like, so Santa can do all in one night, but there's multiple Krampuses for multiple nights. Like it, that doesn't seem fair. Yeah. 
no, it's not fair. And also, what is bad? Is taking a shirt from your sister bad? Or is murder bad? Like, what kind of Krampus are you going to get? Well, I would say murder is always all- bad. And you're not on the same level as taking a shirt from your sister. But I think it's consistent oh, bad I, behavior. I know we personally think that. But does a Krampus give a shit? I guess he it, might just be I like, you're you, bad. You have to ask your local Krampus about what he thinks. Because maybe that's the one you really need to worry <laughs> well, about. Talk to your local Krampus. I sure will. So he goes around searching for children who have been naughty. Um, You can maybe hear his chains and cowbell as he's looking for naughty children. Uh, He too can come down the chimney. So you may be surprised sitting there with your milk and cookies looking uh, ready for jolly old St. Nick to give him his milk and cookies. And instead you get the very tall half goat, half demon Krampus coming down instead. The image in my head is like a just nasty kid who probably bullies other kids eating milk and cookies like... (laughs) I'm going to catch Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a Krampus. And he's like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes children would just get a beating. Oh, usually with, a beating. Usually with Krampus' switch. Or if you were really bad, he would straight up kidnap you and take you to hell, where he would either torture or eat you. So let's pause on that okay, for a so second. You get just a beating or just a beating or torture. And well, at kill least, and at least there's like a hierarchy there, like a, a tier in which you've been bad. So like maybe stealing your sister's shirt would be one beating with the switch, but murder would be taken back to hell and eat. That is what I need. I need like a system. I need to know how this works. I'm sure Krampus has a great system, but I, I'll call my local Krampus. I really want to like focus in on everything we just said for a second let's digest this because my kids would shit themselves if I told them things when they were toddlers about a Krampus coming down the chimney and taking them to hell and eating them like that is so (laughs) you're going to hell the Alpines the Alpines region people are metal to the extreme no that that they have a, such a stern, I guess. I don't, I don't know. They're much more strict with their kids and also don't care at the same time. Us Americans, we're like, I need to be around you all the time and you can't go anywhere. Right, it's and coddling. I know and, where you are all the time. Yeah, helicopter parent. But I know I've talked to you about this a couple of times, but that Arnold episode of Conan Needs a Friend, he was talking about mm. how strict his dad was and like would beat him and all sorts of things like Arnold Schwarzenegger, who is from Austria, by the way, in case somebody didn't know that. But anyway, and it was interesting to just hear his perspective on that, that like he he had a really hard childhood, but growing up, like, he works all the time. Like, if you're not working, like, you're basically just, you're nothing. And that's how his dad raised him. Like, you get up at the crack of dawn and, you know, like, you work yourself to the bone every single day. And that is, that's challenging. And so I do think there's something to that. There's something to be said about that kind of parenting that can be good. Obviously. No, yeah, I, there's definitely everyone can make a pros and cons list on either side. Right. There's something to take away that you could be grateful, but like, did you get some of the nurturing that you needed? Did you get that loving father that you could talk to? Like, that may have been missing. I don't know. I don't know Arnold Schwarzenegger's childhood. uh, No, yeah, I don't either. He was probably scared as shit of Krampus or the Krampi that's coming for him. To ask him. I wish I could. I'm going to ask him that if I ever meet him. (laughs) Tell me of the (laughs) Krampi. The Krampi. But when you had your uh, when when Fonda was there i mean guys this kid is 
16 from Chuck and they don't drive over there. He had no interest in driving. He didn't know why we drove. Like he wanted to walk home from Costco, which is like on busy roads. A few, a few <laughs> miles from my house. And I was like, there's no way I'm letting you walk home from Costco. And he was like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, I sit with my kids at the bus stop, which is still on my street. So I'm not letting you walk home from Costco. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, he definitely made me see that we are such helicopter America. I can't say parents because I'm not a parent, but like I worry about your kids and other people's kids and I freak out on the littlest things and his parents were just like totally fine to talk to you one time in three months like you have their kid. I know. And I'm like, I will They're be daily text. Like, I will call the embassy if I don't hear from you within 24 hours and send them out <laughs> searching for my children. Yes. I, I get it. Like, we are like that. It, but it is just the way we are. Like, I guess I guess a lot of it's a cultural thing because I'm not like a freak to my friends. Like, my God, Ashley, like back yeah, off. Yeah, like, no, it's not weird for in us. In fact, I'm but... pretty, pretty relaxed compared to some of my friends. And they're like a little bit more helicoptery than me. But then when you have an exchange student, that comes in who's like you're overbearing woman like you need to back off and I'm like but you're from another country and like why I can't just I feel like I'm responsible for you and I need to take care of you and I need to make sure you're okay he wouldn't let me go down to the bus stop with him so I had to sit there like a weirdo on his first day of school and I sat there out the window staring at him the whole time and I was like nothing will happen to him and I will watch him like a hawk. You know, after a couple of days of that, then I let him go off on his own. But watch a book come out a few years from now of <laughs> the time I stayed in America with the Jaboras. It won't be explicit. Maybe it'll just me. be called Jabora and it'll just be his time with you. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I, I, I freaking love him. So I know y'all had fun. Loved. You're loved, Fonda. You're so loved. Thank you for teaching Jack to be confident on the piano and semi making it go to Casey too, since he plays it now. Yeah, he does play it. And it's really good. And I wish I learned things that fast. <laughs> So my kids love Krampus now. They think the movie and the character itself is really entertaining. But if they were little tots, they would be super freaked out. And Casey and I would be the ones paying the price for scaring the pants off them. Because it would be, Mom, I can't sleep. Mom, I heard a weird noise. Mom, I heard bells. Like, I know I would be paying for putting that in their heads. So to give parents credit in the Alpines, there were and have been some very cold, dark nights in the mountains where this legend grew. So I'm sure kids were hard to bear when kept indoors during the frigid months. So you had to terrify them to keep them in line. And I do understand that actually. So I guess if you really look at the story of Krampus, <laughs> you must really think how bad kids had to be being cooped up in the winter for their parents to come up with a story like Krampus. You will go straight to hell and be eaten. If you don't start acting right. Um, yeah. Love you, night. Because, like, we have, like, ghosts of Christmas past who come and teach you a valuable lesson, you know? But, like, Krampus, no. You, you no, screwed up. You it. had your chance. <laughs> and now you're going to hell. The devil's coming for you. That's um, really what that is. It's um, it's pretty savage. So his, his punishment could be whatever he sees fit. So there were also stories of like Krampus could come oh. drown children uh, in the river if there was a nearby river. So again, savage. So Don't go to the river, kids. I did go and look into like 
how this affected children of the Alpine region, like just some general stories that I could find. So opinions do vary. So some say they were terrified and literally hid under their beds or in the attic every time they heard bells, like bells were the trigger sound for a lot of kids. In fact, there is a Krampus phobia that has developed because of the legend um, because it's just too much for some kids. So, a Krampus phobia? Yeah, it's called cramp. I'm gonna. Pr- I know I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, but it's Krampus angst, like angst, which means uh, Krampus phobia. Anxiety? Yeah, I yeah, guess. Okay. I don't know. So Krampus angst, which is Krampus phobia. So some shops in the area go out of their way to make sure that there's nothing Krampus inside to help cater to people that really do have a Krampus phobia. But many adults, I can't imagine what that feels like to have that. That's I mean, cool. I believe it exists, and that really sucks. But Right. Well, especially if you live in a rural area, like legends like that feel very real to you. Yeah, because shadows might look like Krampus. Yeah. Or, yeah, anything bell sounding. So many now adults and children, there are, of course, there is some Krampus phobia. And then there are a lot of people that embrace this tradition and live for it. So many of the now adults and children are pretty immune to Krampus. So it's just immersed into a lot of parts of their culture. Um, And they said that it helped them grow up and have a like a a respect rather than fear so one of the mask makers um because there are mask makers uh the krampus he says the krampus should be a rough character but one inspiring respect kids should not be thrown into a panic that's not the meaning of the tradition it's different from horror so so if i go to my local tailor to get a krampus mask made i need to why would you go to a tailor for a krampus mask because he could make you a krampus costume but not a mask a mask maker. I don't know. Who else would I go to? A mask maker. I feel like it's a- not a tailor. <laughs> mask maker, mask maker, make, make me a mask. I I was singing that. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. I was singing it too. Oh, that's so funny. Um. So there's real traditions of Krampus in the Alpine region. So early traditions of men, like when they started doing this long ago, it started before mask making. Uh, they would blacken their face, put on a crazy long beard and horns with maybe a wooden mask just to not look like themselves Um, and then bells around their waist and then have a birch switch to slap children around and just go around scaring kids (laughs) the costume came with a no they they would like make it switch to to purposely hit kids like someone's getting it's like the ren fest you're dressing up but you are actually getting something to hit kids with yeah now the severity and, and of how they proceed hit, to kids, hit kids with the severity and, and how how much they hit them or in, in the strength in which they hit them i don't know um so again how bad were the kids back in the day where some weirdos were like i'm dressing up and i'm fucking slapping kids with this with my stick kids sleep in late and they were in trouble back in the day or didn't brush your hair right you're in trouble or who knows you're in the way you're in trouble yeah so everything's so harsh then it is but you know what they grew stronger for it arnold will tell you so one of the big traditions is krampusloff which translates to krampus run uh this is a tradition very much still alive in austria germany and the czech republic um but i'm imagining it already and i want us to do it i agree is it dressing up like krampus and running yes but not hitting kids right no it doesn't have to be hitting kids i'm gonna 
it. Let me explain it, okay, before okay. you volunteer us for it. Um, but it does okay. sound fun to at least watch it. So they do do it in some parts of the United States as well. But in Austria, during the celebration, um, Austrian men dress up as their version of Krampus, so they all look very different. Uh, they have detailed masks made for them, especially for this, and they typically wear sheepskin. Now, they also, in some of the smaller, more rural ones, they drink pretty heavily ahead of time. Um from what I read anyway. And then they basically are let loose and like everybody that's in the town square or in the area, they go around like chasing them, which could be kids, but could also be adults. While chasing, they won't typically bring a birch switch with them like Krampus has. Um, they usually use like a horse hair whip since it's much gentler. A whip? A ho- They're whipping? Horse hair whip so not like a okay, leather so whip. It, it is dainty it's not like yes it's not meant to hurt people this is it's okay. meant to be fun but there are kids that really get scared so like i said before we get horrified that a bunch of drunk men are running around dressed as campus c- campus krampus are just running around whipping kids that's not really what happens it is a mutual understanding that on krampus on this Krampus run, if you're going to attend, you know that you're supposed to get chased. Like, that's what this is about. Um, Some of it, you can just be like an onlooker. Um, Nobody is supposed to get hurt. It's all supposed to be fun. Uh, But the Krampus participants also have to read the room. Like, they're not allowed to unnecessarily frighten people, and they can't go to, like, little kids and just, like, whip them and scare the crap out of them. Like, they're supposed to be gentle, or else, like, they're not going to keep doing this event. So, a lot of... I have to interject... I wish people would put on invites, read the room. Because mm-hmm. the way the way you did that was amazing. I wish that was like a standard procedure. Read the room. Read the room, people. Read the room. I hate that I have to use words to write it out for you. But please make sure you do. Yeah, exactly. Um, So a lot of the runs, they do actually tag the runners just like they do for like a marathon or something like that to help prevent some rogue Krampus from actually causing harm to anybody because they're anonymous. I mean, they're not, sorry, they're anonymous in the sense that they're so costumed up, you can't tell who they are. So that's why they have to tag them. Yeah. So while injury to spectators are few and far between, so that goes to show you like they're not out there hurting people. It's all for fun. There's actually more women, children in the woods. There's more injury to those in costume. Maybe it's they're drunk. I was saying maybe it's the drinking that takes place, but it's actually not uncommon for people to like pull the horns or something like from a person. And so it like yanks back back their neck and they have there's a neck injuries are the biggest issue and it's so it's usually to the actual people that are dressed as Krampus neck issues the biggest issue it is uh so masks are also very big and difficult to see out of so coupled with that and possibly drinking um the big runs like in the big cities they're not allowed to drink they're actually supposed to stay sober just fyi um but if it's like one of the smaller towns you know they're a little bit looser with the rules i feel like that's a smart way to go i've never seen a good drink and run it always ends in vomit yeah if there's basically <laughs> if there's like a lot of a me- of media attention on it drinking is going to be forbidden because if anything goes wrong it's going to be blamed on alcohol so they, yeah. they do try and forbid drinking from the big runs but they also have little krampus runs children as young as four can partake in certain runs where they get to dress up as well and some of them love getting dressed up getting their krampus accessories and they just kind of like collected oh over the years and there's like little krampuses running around 
<laughs> oh my gosh, can you please? I'll whisper it into your kids' ears anyways, but I want them to like come up to you and be like, Mom, can we do a little Krampus run? Like, what do we go, go Krampus shopping? The street, like a bunch of weirdos? Like if it's not an event, it seems like a weird out of place thing. I feel like it would be an event they're getting ready for, but like excited. Like I imagine moms are excited for their daughters to like go to prom, get homecoming, get married like all the dresses and i'm proud of my kids getting a krampus costume <laughs> you're krampus like can i please get my gloves and you're like it's the glove yeah <laughs> each year they get like some fabulous accessory to add to their krampus costume yes i would love that to be a thing uh so during the celebrations it's also common to exchange krampus carton which is krampus cards and we'll post a couple of those in instagram because they are pretty fun looking and they've been doing those since like I said, the 1880s. Um, some are terrifying and some are really scandalous. Like some are Krampus throwing kids into a sack, you know, in a, in a sack behind him, taking them to hell. And others are like Krampus flirting with women like Roger Rabbit. So they widely vary. Like sexy Krampus? Sexy Krampus. Yeah. He's like flirting with the ladies. He's Krampus. So <laughs> arbitrary anecdotes on Krampus. Uh, according to National Geographic, Krampus it's just one and not multiple. If, I'm sorry, let me say this again. According to National Geographic, Krampus, if it's not just one, oh my gosh, I keep saying that wrong. If it is just one, not multiple, they say that he is the son of the Norse god Hel, H-E-L. She rules over the realm of the dead and is depicted as half alive and the other side, so half alive on one side and then the other side of her face is a decomposing corpse. So Krampus- Oh, that sucks is supposedly her son, which if that's the case, Krampus comes from some pretty interesting stock, if you ask me. Uh, I don't want to even, what was that mating ritual look like? To create Krampus. I don't know. But then again, it goes back to if Krampus is supposed to be multiple, then it doesn't, that then he's not really from the Norse god. On PBS's Monsterum, which is a YouTube channel that they have, and it's pretty fun, um, they said that Krampus coming from the Norse god was actually perpetuated by the Nazi party to like look at these pagan beliefs and these pagan customs, and they banned it because they said, look at these pagan roots. Like he comes from this Norse god, so we need to get rid of this. Um, Um, So the Nazi party tried to get rid of Krampus celebrations. So there were a few decades where the celebrations basically ceased in areas surrounding Germany. But it's more recent that there has been a renewed interest in Krampus. Like they they brought back those traditions. Interesting. For adults, it's said that being hit with Krampus's switch brings fertility. And a handmade... Oh, go ahead. I, I I should, instead of pray to God, pray to Krampus to hit me with the switch for fertility, if that's what I asked for. Yeah, if you want to be fertile, like, go get hit by a switch. But, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot, <laughs> I mean, like, thousands of different crazy legends regarding fertility. I know, but I actually... still, I have to imagine it. Krampus slapping someone for fertility, all right. When, um... We went to Isla Mujeres a couple of years ago. There was a fertility statue. Like if you touched it, like you were supposed to become pregnant. I literally, no uterus. I had a hysterectomy, like was scared to touch it because I was like, what if my uterus grows back? What if I'm a medical marvel and I get pregnant? Like I was still too scared to touch it. You literally 
<laughs> told me that. But also, Casey had a vasectomy. Had a you had a hysterectomy. Yeah. And like, you were still scared. Oh, yeah. There, there's no, like... I was like, no, don't touch me. ...carriage for it to go into. <laughs> it's fine. Because you know what? The word medical marvel doesn't exist for no reason. I will be in a medical journal somewhere of, like, the woman who grew a new uterus and the husband whose strings uncrossed and, you know, could have kids again. Like, something weird will happen, okay? I'm not playing around. I love and adore my kids, and I've thought of, like, fostering or adopting in the future, but, like, I don't want to birth anymore. I don't want to birth at all, so I understand. There you go. But I don't don't know your life, but I understand enough to where I don't want kids. If if you know that you're not, you don't want more than you know, or like if you know you don't want to have any, you know, like don't force that. Um, I just don't want another living being in my body. That's fair. (laughs) Good. That's fair. No. And and now that I have kids that are 10 and 13, like I feel very content at with their ages, like that I'm not starting over. I'm good with that. Yeah. So um, the last arbitrary anecdote is handmade Krampus masks run around $600. So they are not cheap and they are very detailed. Um, and so look some up because they're really fun. Like how people put their different details and their different spin on Krampus. It was really fun looking at the different costumes that people have come up with over the years. Some are really scary. Some are less dark. Um, It just, it ranges so widely in how people are doing their costumes. I'm sure some are goofy and some are like horrifying. Yeah, exactly. It probably depends on the detail and the thought you have in it. It depends, yeah. I, and it was... If it, you were... Go ahead. Sorry. If you were to make a mask, what would yours look like? Ooh, I don't... I feel, I have I feel like I'd that. go full horror and just, like, have all of the, like, wrinkles around my eyes, have my eyes, like, red. The lids would be, like, slitty so it wouldn't look like my face. My mouth would be a creepy curl. Like a smile? Yeah, I'd have to think about it. I would want to do like a feminine spin on it, I think. I think I would go totally grotesque. I'm proud so that's of you. funny. I'm proud of you. Because I feel like. <laughs> I, grotesque is fine. I'm just saying, like, some of them are so masculine because it's kind of like a man's thing a lot of times. Um, I mean, it's a man figure. Yeah. So it, I would want to just do something a little bit different to put like a feminine spin on Krampus. Like, here's Krampa. I don't know. I don't know what the female oh. version of Krampus is. No, but I would totally go grotesque probably even like wear a krampus wang and just like go full male okay (laughs) on that note we have a lot coming to you guys here so stick around with us god lady i can't even hear you laughing you're like silent laughing (laughs) sorry i'm just imagining me with the strap on in public all right all right. Hanging out. Lainey's done. So if you'd like to send us any recommendations or a great, interesting, weird, whatever real estate story, we would love to hear it. And if you would like us to share it, just let us know. Um, you can email that to us at hauntedrepod at gmail.com. Um, go follow us on Instagram at haunted dot real dot estate and please if you could go rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform we would so appreciate us pre- appreciate us we would appreciate you <laughs> not us i'm we so will appreciate we'll appreciate ourselves thank you <laughs> thank you yes it just helps us get more listeners like you helps the pod get out there so thank you for that um and if you would like to uh send us a venmo because you just want to be kind and generous but no need or obligation whatsoever. That would be at, wow, (laughs) 
Okay, way to throw that in there. Haunted RE. Um, and you'll see like our, our emblem, our logo stuff on there. Uh, make sure if you do that to leave us a property that you would like us to cover or tell us where you're from and we will find something for you. In the meantime, if you'd like to squire yourself to a Krampus loft, don't be a Balatron. Be habilimented in your most fulsome Krampus vestments. Goodbye. <laughs> I can't hear you. It's funny how your laughs go silent on that microphone. It's so weird. Like when you start laughing, it goes silent. silent Oh, but then there's just a silence. So can you make some, some noise? I feel like when I initially laugh, it's like a deep breath. So it's like a a, silent laugh. You're a breathy laugher. I'm a breathy person. I snore. I (sighs) breathe. I I breathe extra. I I need more air than usual. You do need more air than usual. All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't be a balatron. Don't be a balatron. Or as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, don't be a balatron. <laughs> or not. Get to the chopper. I, that sounded like Boston. I don't even know. Get in the chopper. Get in the chopper. Okay. We're well, done. We're you so know, done. I'm Lainey and I could only impersonate myself. That's true. So no, sorry. No. I really suck at accents. See you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.